This audio is brought to you by www.thedietguy.com. Hello, my name is Mike Scott, and firstly, I want to thank you very much for subscribing to my Saturday morning newsletter as well as downloading this audio of the six needs of a happy dieter. Now, it was back in the summer of 2008 that I first started doing the newsletter for one to one clients and people that I was working with locally. Uh, but over the past two years, that's kind of grown now. So there are actually quite a few thousand people a week around the world that download or receive the newsletter and say they find it useful. Uh, the newsletter originally came from my experience of working with thousands of people who are overweight and my own experience. Uh, before I go on to the six needs of a happy dieter, I just kind of want to tell you a little bit about myself first. Tell you why I kind of understand and I've been there and done that. And then we'll move on to the six needs. Uh, back in April 2005, I was at my biggest. I weighed around about 27 and a half stone, which is about 385 pounds. And I was a very big boy. Um, it was in April 2005, we went to Florida on a family holiday, which ended up being the holiday from hell. Uh, unfortunately, when we were on the plane on our way to America, uh, I actually couldn't get in my airline seat to the point I had to cut my legs to push myself so hard down to, to sit in the seat. Um, and I ended up with a double orange belt that the airline gave you, which was uh, nice and bright orange to show everybody that you were morbidly obese. Um, and when we actually got to Florida, because it was the middle of the summer and it was really hot, I hugely struggled with the with the temperature and with my weight. Um, and also because of my size, I couldn't actually fit on a lot of the rides. And I was actually asked to leave quite a few of the rides because basically they couldn't get the harness down on me. So I came back from that holiday and decided that was it, I was going to lose weight. Um, but surprisingly, I didn't do it. Uh, over the next probably six months, uh, I lost about three stone um, from kind of dieting and kind of not dieting and going from one day to the next, uh, trying all sorts of different things. Uh, and it got to a point in the October that I'd actually rebooked to go back to Florida in April 2006. Uh, it was a chance conversation in the office at work when I was telling one of the girls uh, that the best thing I could probably do was to upgrade to business class so the seats were a bit bigger so I wouldn't have the problem on the plane again, that she said to me, well, why don't you just lose weight instead? And it was kind of one of those moments in life where it just seemed so obvious and I went, oh, okay then, yeah, I could do that. Um, and I basically went on a bit of a journey. Um, over the next five months, uh, I lost 11 and a half stone in weight or about 161 pounds and got down to my goal weight. We then returned to Florida in April 2006, one year later, and had a much better holiday. Um, I'd kind of finally got to goal weight, and I thought, well, you know, that's it, I'm sorted, and we had a fantastic holiday. So we returned to uh, uh, the Britain after that holiday, and unfortunately, things started to go a bit wrong. Uh, the press and the newspapers and the magazines and the telly picked up on the fact that I'd lost all this weight and 11 and a half stone in 20 weeks, etc. And kind of uh, I was put in the papers as this super happy dad who could jump over mountains and bounce around like they show you in all the diet adverts. Um, the problem was is actually I wasn't happy. In fact, I was more unhappy after I'd lost weight than I was before. Now, that's quite an alien concept for some people because they, they believe the hype of the diet industry that kind of says, when you've lost weight, you'll be really happy. But it just isn't, it isn't true. And the more I've worked with people who've lost large amounts of weight, and large by only large, I mean anything more than about two or three stone, is that they will say the same thing, which is, well, actually, you know, there was a bit, it felt good for a while and there was a bit of relief and everyone was saying how great I looked. But after that, it was kind of, 
well, what do I do now? And that was my problem. Because I'd kind of been in the papers and been on the telly, is suddenly I was left with all of the issues that I used to overeat, all the comfort and the boredom and the stress and the anger and the guilt and all of the emotional issues that I use food for, but I couldn't eat anymore. Now, I'd stopped smoking, drinking, gambling and a few other addictions over the years before then. So food was kind of my last weapon of choice, as I called it, that when I'd had a bad day or an argument or even when I'd had a good day, I would use food as an emotional tool to help myself. But all of a sudden, I couldn't use food anymore because if I used food, I was going to put weight back on. And as soon as I put weight back on, everyone would start talking about me and everyone was saying, you can't keep weight off, it's diets and diets don't work and etc, etc. So over the summer of 2006, I really was hanging in there. I was struggling. I was maintaining my weight, but I was maintaining it through fear, fear of what everybody else was going to say if I put the weight back on. And unfortunately, in around September time, I actually fell to bits. I literally fell to pieces. I was written off work. I split up with my wife. I moved into a house by myself. I was on anti-anxiety pills. I was on antidepressants. I was having counselling. I was in a bit of a pickle. And the reason was, instead of dealing with why I'd overeaten, I'd just deal with what I'd eaten. Effectively, I'd used a diet to lose 11 and a half stone in a very quick time and I'd shrunk from this big unhappy guy into this slim unhappy guy and actually because I couldn't eat anymore I was in a right state so I felt a bit in September 2006 and those that know me personally know that I did kind of send everyone on a bit of a of a worry time as I just struggled to find what life was all about and how I was actually going to deal with the new me and all the emotions and everything else um, sheer luck I'd actually booked in to do some training uh, around the Christmas time of 2006 and into 2007 where I'd been and went and did some training in a few different things NLP and uh, timeline therapy and hypnotherapy and Reiki and I basically put myself on a bit of a, of a self-help courses and through doing those courses I kind of unlocked I suppose for me I unlocked the answers is I actually thought okay you know, stop bullshitting myself, accept that the reasons I got big were A, B and C and actually come to terms with why I was eating. And once I got over that, and yeah, it took me a while, but once I actually came to terms with what it was really all about, I suddenly realised, oh look, it's been a year now I've been at goal weight and I've not dieted at all and I'm eating what I want and I'm not restricting myself and I'm not getting bigger. And that kind of became two years and then three years and now four years. I've been at goal weight and I don't diet anymore. Now, that's an alien concept. It was an alien concept to me when I was big. If you said to me, don't diet and you can be slim, I was like, how's that possible? That's not possible. You know, if I'm not on a diet, I'm putting weight on. If I'm on a diet, I'm taking weight off. But actually, the key to me and the key to this whole puzzle was to get slim one way and never diet again. Anyway, moving on to the six needs. The reason the six needs came up, this was actually when I was doing part of my training and doing some modeling and looking at excellences, is we looked at this thing called the six needs of a happy person. And actually, it's the six needs of a happy dieter, as I call it. And it's something I use extensively when working with people one-to-one. And it's basically there are six things you need to be a happy dieter. Now, by happy dieter, I, of course, mean just a happy person. But if you're going to diet and diet successfully, then I'm going to go over these six things and run them past what you're doing with your diet. What I always find in a one-to-one session with people is there will normally be, I don't like to generalize, 
two or three things in the six needs that people really need to focus on and kind of think, yeah, yeah, I know that's an issue for me, etc. So I'm going to go through them in order. They are actually in order of importance as well. And run these past yourself. Run these past the diet that you're doing at the moment. Run these past your life. Run these past every area of your life, be it spiritually, be it your job, be it your life, be it your family, be it etc. And you'll start to basically smoke out the real issues because there will be issues there. People who say to me, well, what if I just like food a bit too much? I used to say that. That was kind of my first defense mechanism to people was just to say, well, I actually just quite like eating. But the reality is I wasn't eating when I was physically hungry. I was eating when I was emotionally hungry. And emotional hunger, in my opinion, is what get a lot of us very big. So the first need of a happy dieter is certainty now by certainty you can also call that security you can call it control but specifically around dieting is you need in a diet certainty now certainty in dieting terms can be a diet that you know will work for you so just thinking to yourself well you know i'll think myself slim that's fine but you actually need a plan you need a certain plan that says you know here's the amount of calories you should be eating here's the program that you should be following if you do this you'll get this a gives you b now if you widen out certainty and security and control into your life then that could be certainty would be obvious things like knowing where you're going to sleep today or sleep tonight knowing where your bills are going to get paid knowing you've got a job knowing that you've got friends and family knowing where your next meal is coming from all of those kind of things you need certainty in your life because without certainty in your life you've basically got chaos and chaos doesn't tend to make a very good uh, bed for a relaxed and happy life. So a lot of people go, yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that, Mike. I've got I've got 100% certainty in my life. I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm a control freak when it comes to dieting and my life, and I've got that certainty, so what's the problem? And the problem with total certainty, if I promise you now I can give you 100% certainty in your life, I can tell you the day you're going to die, I can tell you every single thing that's going to happen to you in the next 20 years of your life, is a lot of people go, yeah, but that's boring. And that's a problem for a lot of people, is they, they, they go in search of certainty, but actually if you get certainty, which in itself of course is actually impossible, but when you get that 99% security and certainty, is that people tend to feel bored and trapped in their lives. And therefore, the second need of a successful and happy dieter is uncertainty, which is a bit of a paradox, because I'm saying to you, you need certainty and you need uncertainty. So a lot of people are like, well, wait a minute, how can I have both? Uh, but I'm sure you've heard of what we call the 80-20 rule. In other words, you need 80% of something and 20% of something else. So uncertainty you that can be come in two different flavors uncertainty can come in the flavor of fear and the flavor of excitement now they're both adrenaline based responses but fear tends to be the one that's a bit more painful than excitement but actually uncertainty generally will give you that buzz and that that feeling inside that actually a bit of excitement you know there's a reason that roller coasters are really exciting and you know there's the fear element of oh no i might you know spin over on this roller coaster and fall out and there's also the excitement of it's good fun, which is why a lot of people crave that excitement and that uncertainty of going on big fairground rides. So in terms of your diet, you've got the certainty. You need the certainty of a diet, but you also need the uncertainty of a diet. So that may well be, if you're following a specific diet, is you know a diet works, 
but there may be a varied variety of portions or food types etc you can have along the way more importantly in your life which is where this already come down to is you need that certainty in your life you need to know where your house is you need to know you've got a car to drive you to work etc but you also need some uncertainty in your life you need a bit of excitement because otherwise what's life all about now looking at my experiences here is I was an absolute control freak and it's common I went I work with a lot of dieters and they tend to be control freaks especially around their diet and you say to them you know don't you don't you miss the uncertainty and people are like well yeah yeah I suppose so but you know if I'm a control freak and I control everything then I can I can basically control the outcome but the reality is something very different so again looking at my own example here when I had total certainty in my life, I was bored. So I started craving uncertainty. I started craving a bit of fear and a bit of excitement in my life. And I started living a stupid lifestyle or a lifestyle that basically wasn't ecological and started causing me problems. Now, since I sorted myself out and got myself on a better path, I still live by the 80-20 rule. So, you know, I have certainty now. I've got the home life and the job and the car and the mortgage and the life and the family and all of that sort of stuff but I still need some excitement in my life for example last year I climbed up Mount Kilimanjaro um, because I wanted something that would scare me and would challenge me and something that I hadn't done before and I'm always now looking for that 20% of fear and excitement stuff to push my boundaries stuff that I've not done before that I can look forward to by having that you then accept there are days when you get up and you have a shower and you go to work and you push paper around your desk and you come home and you cook tea and you sit on the sofa, watch a bit of telly and go to bed. And you're happy to do that because you know in a month or in a week or in a couple of days, you've got something coming up that you've been really looking forward to. So the certainty-uncertainty mix is one that people tend to struggle with. They tend to crave whichever one they haven't got. So if you've got total certainty, you're bored and you want excitement. If you've got uncertainty and total uncertainty, all you crave is certainty. If I was to take your house away from you now, you I believe me, all you would want to do is get your house back. Therefore, have you got a good mix? Have you got an 80-20% mix or are you bored in your life? Or are you the reverse? Is, is your life so out of control and so uncertain that you can't sleep at night because you're worrying about it? So they're the first two, really important, very important in terms of your diet. But again, diet, you know, you can't live your life or have a diet in total isolation. To diet successfully, it has to fit in with the rest of your life. Because ultimately, if you've got bigger stuff going on, and it's a little bit hard to focus on what you're going to have for your dinner, if ultimately the rest of your life is in a little bit of turmoil. So that's one and two. Number three and number four have the same relationship with each other. Um, that one and two. Now, number three, and it's the most common one that I pick up with dieters, it's an issue, is what I would call the self. In other words, all about you. You know, the obvious questions, do you like yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you deserve to be slim? And the kind, those kind of questions, and a lot of, a lot of dieters obviously have issues with self-esteem, and I was, I was a big one for that. And you kind of say to people, you know, do you like yourself? And they'll kind of tilt their head and go, well, yeah, kind of. You, know, you have got to deal with those issues because ultimately, you know, you're a nice person. Yeah, you may have had some baggage and some crap and problems and stuff in the past. But ultimately, you know, 
if you're going to be successful, long-term slimness yeah, relies on you having respect for yourself and allowing yourself to be slim. So the first thing is, is the self. It's all about you. It's all about you being yourself, living the life that you deserve, being allowed to do what you want to do. Now, this is the relationship with number four, because number four is others. And that's about others, peer groups. In other words, you know, your family, your friends, your work colleagues, people that have common interests, etc. You. It's important to be a happy dieter and a happy person that you have others in your life. But here's the, here's the absolute key. You want others in your life, but you don't need others in your life. In other words, you're happy being you, living your life on your own terms. And because you're happy, you're happy to welcome others into your life. But you don't need those people to tell you or to be with you for you to be settled and at peace. Now, the common one, the question I ask a lot of people here is, you know, if you need others all the time to reassure you, if you're always saying to people, am I slim or am I doing well? Or except if you're looking for others to always tell you that you're great, it's because you don't actually believe it yourself. Because if you know you're good at something, why would you need other people to confirm it? That, that means it's nice when it happens. If somebody says to you, you're really great at your job, you go, yeah, thanks for that. I really appreciate that. And you're happy to receive a compliment, but you don't need the compliment. Because a lot of a lot of dieters are very much of the mentality of when everyone else in the world is happy, then I can be happy. So they end up going out and basically helping everyone else, making sure everyone else is happy because they think it's really important to help others, which it is, but at the sacrifice of themselves. Therefore, everybody's telling them how great they are and what a lovely person they are and how, how they help and they go all those extra yards to help everybody else. And yet they're not happy in themselves and they're giving up their own life for others, which is a very, I'm not going to get religious, it's a very Christian belief of, you know, give, give your life up for everybody else and it will come back and, you know, in, in later life and, you know, in the afterlife, etc. That's great. You know, my advice to you is, be happy being who you really are and then welcome others into your life and sure, help others go out there, etc., etc. Not a problem. So in terms of your diet specifically, you know, are you happy, you know, on your diet? Are you happy? Is it giving you the results that you want? Does it fit in with your life? Do you like yourself on it? Do you love yourself? All of those kind of questions. And then others, are you getting support from others? But are you getting empathy from others, which is great if you are, and are you getting support and people saying how well you're doing? Or are you getting sympathy from others? Or are you looking for sympathy from others? Are you saying to people, oh, my diet's really tough. So they say they're there, it's okay, you're doing your best, etc. Because ultimately, it's all about results. You know, I mean, I dieted for 20 years and got bigger by the year. Yeah, and I would be, you know, I tell everybody dieting's almost impossible. And everyone was like, yeah, yeah, it's really difficult. But actually, the day I thought, no, nah, this isn't difficult. This is actually going to be quite easy. And I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to giggle. And I'm going to spend the next six months of my life trimming down is I suddenly started getting the results. So, you know, when you're dealing with others, yeah, what are you trying to get out of them? Because if you need others, yeah, then I would focus very much on the self. If you want others, that's great. That's absolutely fine. Um, okay, number five in the six needs is grow, to grow, yeah? Now, by to, we are, you know, ultimately we are nature's children, yeah? If you're not growing, you're dying, yeah? And this kind of fits in a little bit with the certainty, uncertainty at the top. 
is are you growing in your life? Now, by growing, that doesn't mean you're, you're six foot six. What it means is are you learning? Are you growing? Now, that could be growing spiritually. It could be growing because you're doing a course at the local college. It could be that you've got a new hobby that you're learning around or a new job that's challenging you or you're doing a qualification, etc. Is If you're not learning, then you are starting to wither. And a lot of people kind of get that certainty in their life and get into the day-to-day, -day, you know, get up, live the life, go to work, come home, etc. And actually, they're not growing in their lives. And because they're not growing, they tend to, they tend to feel trapped in their lives because they're not actually developing. Now, again, for me, when I got to go away and I went through this program and kind of looked at the six needs, is I thought, okay, what do I need to do to grow? Because I very much had a settled life where I wasn't particularly pushing myself where I needed to so I took up temping bowling now I've joined a league by myself you know I was a very very average bowler you know I certainly wasn't any anywhere near up to league standard but over the last 18 months two years I've got better and better and I've been practicing and practicing and I'm now at the point where I'm actually of a standard that I can actually bowl against other people in the league now you know some people could say well you know is that all I need to do but grow to you Will mean a different thing than it does to me but there will be areas of your life where you maybe aren't yet growing to the point that you want to grow and so my advice is is start to focus on that if you really want to pursue a new interest or learn some new material then go and do it don't think about it don't talk about it actually get out there and do it and finally there's a thing we call give back or secret millionaire if you watch the uh, channel Four program is basically once you've got this, once you've got your certainty and uncertainty and you, you like yourself and you're happy with yourself and you've got a good group of people around you that you, you love to be with and enjoy and you're doing a lot of things and growing and doing all this great stuff in your life, is it's good to give back to others. In other words, you know the reason I do my newsletter on a Saturday is because I enjoy helping others help themselves now because I've been there, I've done the empathy, you know, I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, etc. And actually, by helping others, I enjoy giving back some of that information, because ultimately, I know that every single person can copy me and get the same results. You know, people will say to me, oh, you know, wow, wow, you've done really well. I'm like, you know, ultimately, I stuck to a diet for a few months, I lost a bit of weight, I sorted out my baggage, I sorted out my past, I don't diet anymore, and I'm getting on with the rest of my life. And I know that if I can do it, you can do it. You know, there are other people out there that do diets, that talk the talk, and, you know, this, I'll read my book and you can do this, etc. is, I'm like, you know, I promise you 100% you can do it. And the reason I know you can do it is that I did it. So I want you to run these six things past your life. Have you got certainty in your life? Have you got uncertainty in your life? Do you like yourself? Are you happy with the people that you're with in your life? And what are you getting from them? Do you need them? Do you want them? Etc. in your life. Are you growing in your life? Um, are you giving back? But giving back means giving back selflessly. In other words, you don't need to give back to get people to tell you how great you are. So you get to feel better about yourself because you don't believe it in the first place. So, for example, you know, can you give £10 to charity without anybody knowing that you've done it? Or would you do you have to give someone £10 and they say thank you and how kind and how generous, etc. So you get to feel a bit better about yourself because you weren't very happy in the first place. 
Now, when you've got those six things in place, and all I did when I was um, doing my training was I wrote out on a bit of paper, I split it into six. I wrote down the six heading, certainty, uncertainty, self, others, grow and give back. And I wrote out in my life where I thought I had problems and etc. And I very much had issues around for me personally. Uncertainty, I didn't have much excitement in my life. Uh, the self, I certainly didn't like myself. I didn't love myself, but I didn't like myself at all. And I wasn't growing in my life. Now, actually, I had a lot of certainty in my life. I was reasonably happy with my family and friends and people around me. And, you know, I enjoyed spending time. And I was actually giving back at that point, And I was trying to help people. But actually, because I didn't really like myself and because I thought my life was so boring that it wasn't worth getting out of bed for in the morning, that I was looking for a sticky plaster. And for me, that sticky plaster was using food. Now, I don't need that sticky plaster anymore. I don't overeat anymore. So therefore, I don't need to diet anymore. Therefore, I can do something more interesting with my life. So that's my advice is run those six things past me. By all means, email me at mikeatthedietguy.co.uk with the results. Let me know what you think. And I hope that you enjoy the Saturday morning newsletters. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you.